Praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Julius Adewumi of the Gospel Distribution Ministry. And I want to bring the message to you on faith. We are going through the series on faith that we started some time ago, which has to do with the faith on how to exercise our faith. And I believe the Lord is going to bless you. I'm going to bring this message this time from the first Samuel chapter 14. We're going to talk about the faith of Jonathan the son of Saul. In 1 Samuel chapter 14, we see this story here where Jonathan, there was a war between the Philistines and Israel, and the army of Israel. And Jonathan the son of Saul was one of the military soldiers, military, uh, military guys that are uh, fighting for Israel. And at the point it was like a stalemate. Nobody was moving against the other. But the Israelites were still waiting for what God is going to do, what miracle God will do for them. Because they were smaller in, in number compared to the army of the Philistines. And they were waiting for Saul, the king Saul was still waiting for Samuel to come and give him words, what he says. And that seems to be nothing forthcoming. And now we take the story from 1 Samuel chapter 14 to see how faith manifests sometimes. And also how we must exercise our faith. And when, when the Lord begins to move upon us, sometimes it may not be, we may not be able to know that this is the Lord moving upon us. But if we just follow what is coming to our spirit, like the Lord said one time to me, follow what comes to your spirit, you will see that the Lord's hand is in it. And this is what we see here in 1 Samuel chapter 14. I will begin from verse, from verse 1. Let me read. It said, And it came to pass upon a day that Jonathan the son of Saul said to unto the young man that bear his armor, the war was already going on in this time. He said, he said to this young man that be here, he said, Come and let us go over to the Philistines, to the Philistines' garrison that is on the other side. But he told not his father. And I'll jump to verse 4. And between the passages by which Jonathan sought to go over unto the Philistines' garrison, there was a sharp rock on one side and a sharp rock on the other side. And the name of one of these rocks was Bozes, and the name of the other, Sine. Now, verse 5 said, and the forefront of the one was situated northward over against Mikmash, and the other southward over against Gibeah. Now from verse 6, here is where Jonathan started to talk. He said, Jonathan said to his young man that bear his armor, Come, let, and let us go over unto the garrison of this uncircumcised. The Philistines were called the uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will work for us. Now, just consider what he is saying right now. He's still saying, it may be that the Lord will work for us. Now, what I want you to first notice in this moving of Jonathan was this idea actually was coming to him from the Lord. But if you are not really used to saying the Lord told me to do this, you most likely will be thinking it's just an idea coming to you. But if the Lord wants to do something wonderful through you, this is exactly some of the times it will show up. Because Jonathan, we cannot say, was really greatly anointed. We cannot say Jonathan was a great uh, servant of God. However, God wanted to do a wonder through, through Jonathan on that day. And let's see what he, he started talking here. He said, it may be that the Lord will work for us. For there is no restraint to the Lord to save by many or by few. Now he started talking as, if, as a man of faith. Right there when he said there is no restraint to the Lord. This idea what the point that Jonathan has made there was actually commonly known by 
all the Israelites. It was commonly known by all the Israelites. They have heard the stories of Gideon, which I will discuss in another 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 broadcast. They have heard the stories of men of faith that God used, like Samson, which were earlier before their own generation. So they all knew generally this statement that Jonathan just quoted that there is no restraint to the Lord to save by many or by few. And that is one thing you first have to know about faith. Like I said in some of the earlier broadcasts, faith must confess the almightiness of our God. If it is God that your faith is going to move with, if it is God that you are going to call upon to do something for you, you must openly with your mouth confess the almightiness of our God. Okay? And now let's see. After he said this in verse 6, let's go to verse 7 of 1 Samuel chapter 14. And his armor said unto him, Do all that is in thy heart. Turn thee, behold, I am with thee according to thy heart. Now this is also very important. You need support of men like you. Men that believe like you believe. His armor if he is negative, could have turned him around in this particular story. If the Amabia says, hey, let's be careful, I don't want to die being afraid of death, he will have turned Jonathan around and God will not be able to do what God wanted to do through Jonathan on that day. So you can see when you come back or compare this to the story of Gideon, when God was telling Gideon that the men, the people, the soldiers of Israel were too many, send them away. Anyone that wants to, that is afraid, go back home. This is exactly the reason. This Amabia was just the only person following Jonathan and if that Amabia has been negative, he could have called, pulled Joseph Jonathan back from doing what God wanted to do through Jonathan on that day. If he started getting, talking scary things that he, let us be careful, you know, these people are too many and if we go to them, they might kill us. And not only that, we didn't tell your, your daddy the king they, and we are going to be foolish and that will make Jonathan not to go forward. So you need men like you that will boost your faith, not, not drag it down. And that is why the, also there is a proverb that said, flocks or birds of the same feather, they flock together. So you've got to walk with those that are men of faith like you to boost your faith. And choose your company, choose your companions very wisely. That is very important. And let's go further here when it comes to faith, the same way when you want to say which type of church congregation should I be attending, you have to choose the congregation that the, the, the word of God is preached. The word of God is being preached constantly in the, that by the ministers of that congregation to boost your faith, not to drag you down, not to, not to limit God, not that they are preaching to you that you cannot do this, you cannot exercise faith like this, and they are pulling you down in your faith until you can't even exercise your faith in anything, then you don't want that kind of congregation. You don't want that kind of teaching. You don't want that kind of pastor to be teaching you every Sunday. So you want to choose your congregation where the word of God is preached with confidence in our God and boldness to stand for God and readiness to exercise our faith in God. And that is what God is expecting of us. That is, we should be building. The Bible said, iron sharpens iron we should be boosting one another's faith up in the household of faith. So choose your congregation properly and choose your companions very carefully because they can drag you down and they can pull you up. And also some can push you too far to extreme also. We've known of cases where 
a, a, a woman, a wife drives her husband beyond point, wanting, uh, wanting the husband to make money, to make money. So you have to also choose, not just pushing you, but people that are believing with faith, comparing the word of God with the word of God. Very important. Now let's go on to what happened, what transpired after this. In verse 8, then said Jonathan, and this is what Jonathan was, what was coming to the mind of Jonathan, and he was going to express it here. Say, behold, we will pass over unto this man, and we will discover ourselves unto them. If they say thus unto us, tarry until we come to you, he said, then we will stand still in our place and will not go up unto them. Now what he was saying here was this. He said, we are going to show ourselves up before these Philistines and the soldiers of the Philistines will see us as true soldiers of Israel. If they said, stay right there, we are going to come and arrest you. If they are coming to arrest us, then we are just going to stay here. We won't move. Let them come and arrest us if they want to. Now verse 9 said, verse 10 said, but if they say thus, come up unto us then we will go up for the Lord has delivered them into our hand and this shall be a sign unto us now what was what Jonathan was saying is if when we show ourselves to them they come they commanded us to come over then we are going to go and attack them but if they didn't tell us to come over they wanted to come and arrest us they wanted to come over they wanted to send some soldiers to come and grab us right where we are say we are going to stay here we are not going to move but if they say come over here like commanding the soldiers we normally command people to come over for the arrest or they will go there and get them so that, that will be a sign that Jonathan said this is the sign we are going to use but how do you think he decided this the first thing I want you to know is this when God begins to move upon people a thought an idea will come to you because most of the time the Bible said we have a still small voice from the Lord that normally will lead his, his people Unless you have been very comfortable with that type of with, with the leading of the Lord as a prophet of the Most High God, that's when sometimes you can hear it does say the Lord a word of prophecy and things like that. But most of the time, it will come like an idea, a good idea that that opens that suddenly brings light to your thinking that yeah, that's what we should do. That is how God will lead His people many ways. An example comes to mind. That was when. When Isaac, the son of Abraham, was going to have a, a wife, remember the story Abraham sent his servant back to his homeland in Mesopotamia to go look for Rebekah, the wife of Isaac, to go bring the woman. And when this servant of Abraham got to Mesopotamia and he went to the, to the well of water, he said within himself, now when you say this servant of Abraham who was not really known to be a prophet, but because he was serving Abraham, he knew the God of Abraham. So he started thinking in his mind what will come, what he will do. And this is exactly the same type of thing. God will share some light of leading into the heart of those whom he wants to lead. And once you respond to that, there it is. It was God moving upon, upon you. That servant of Abraham said within himself, he said, Oh Lord, when any lady comes over to the well, I will ask the lady to give me water. I will only ask for water for myself. But let the lady herself voluntarily suggest that she will fetch water to, uh, for my caro, for my donkeys, for my asses also. If that lady, any lady that voluntarily confesses that she will fetch water for my donkeys also, let that be the lady that God has selected for 
Isaac. You may say, well, that may be far-fetched. Who's going to want to waste time feeding your donkey? But that idea came to the mind, to the heart of this man, this son of Abraham, from the Lord. That is what we are pointing out. And when God is leading people, he will put an idea into your heart like that, and then you are the one to begin to execute it. And let's see the story here. The same thing came to, to Jonathan. He really didn't know that it was God that was putting this idea into his heart, but he was just doing what was coming to his spirit. And as he said, he said, If they say unto us, Come up unto us, we will go up there, for the Lord has delivered them into our hand. And this shall be a sign unto us. Verse 11. And both of them discovered themselves unto the garrison of the Philistines. And the Philistines said, oh, Behold, the Hebrews came, come forth out of the holes where they had been, they had hid themselves. And the men of the garrison answered Jonathan and his armor bearer and said, Come up to us, and we will show you a thing. And Jonathan said unto his armor bearer, Come up after me, for the Lord has delivered them into the hand of Israel. So that sign worked because Jonathan had them calling the calling Jonathan and his armor bearer to come over. And so they said, Let's just go over there and start beating them down. In verse 13, Jonathan climbed up upon his hands and upon his feet, and his armor bearer after him, and they fell before Jonathan. I mean, he started smiting them as they came there. He was not coming there to surrender. He was coming there to, to kill somebody, to kill some soldiers, to fight. And when he started killing them like that, they, the others panicked. And they fell before Jonathan and his armor bearer slew after him. And that first slaughter which Jonathan and his armor bearer made was about 20 men. Within as it were an half acre of land which a yoke of oxen might plow. And there was trembling in the host in the field and among all the people the garrison and the spoilers they also trembled and the earth quaked so it was a very great trembling now that was what happened Jonathan discovered himself after he has first said this is what we are going to do if we if they come if they ask us to come over we're going to go there and attack them the two of us attacking a band of soldiers and they did and God gave them victory because they slaughtered 20 men right before they and the others kind of get scared and, and ran and that was where the quaking started and the trembling of all the soldiers that were that have been boasting they were trembling when they saw 20 men fell down before two now this is faith and let's analyze it a little bit further so that you can learn what we are trying to say here how do we say this is faith and where do we see faith here the first thing is in, in anybody exercising faith it is not just your boldness you need the boldness of course but that boldness has to be anointed that is, the Holy Ghost must be speaking to you. The Holy Ghost must be around you for faith to work. And when you have the Holy Ghost, don't be afraid to begin to exercise your faith. One of the aspects of faith that we have seen here is the confession of what you believe or what you want to happen. Now, we also say in the earlier broadcast that anyone that is going to exercise faith must be ready and not afraid of the consequences should in case it does not work when you begin to put the the negative in case it does not work uh, uh, in front of you then you are not going to be able to exercise your faith god wants those who are ready to die for their faith those are the people that god will stand for in many bible verses as we have read in earlier broadcast the scriptures pointed out to us that we must be ready to die for christ and that is the same thing you must be ready to die for your faith to die for what you believe in now, like I said, if, if the armor bearer has been scared and not ready to 
to go forth with Jonathan, he would have been telling Jonathan not to go. And that will not allow Jonathan to do what he wanted to do. That is, the, the faith that is going to overcome must be the faith that love not their life unto the dead. Let's look at it again in the book of Revelation chapter 12. And this is the faith that God is commanding at this end time. Because we believe we are at the end time. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, we see the testimony of the faith of people that will overcome the dragon. The saints that overcame the dragon in verse 11 said, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. Three things were mentioned in that verse. How we, saints of God, overcame the dragon. In this end time, it's, fairly, it's very important for us to take note of this. The first thing is we overcame the dragon by the blood of the Lamb. That means we are saved from our sins. Because without the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, without anybody partaking of the sacrifice made by Jesus, you are not even considered by God. So, we must be born again. We must believe the shed blood of Jesus Christ atoned for our sins. Now, all Christians that do not know that understand that. The blood of Jesus Christ atoned for our sins. Past sins, present sins, future sins. Because that is what handicapped or handcuffed the devil. Because the devil is said to be the accuser of the brethren. Because he is the accuser of the brethren, he's always looking for your faults, your offenses, presenting it before God so that your prayers or your faith cannot be answered. Now, if you handcuff the devil by pleading the blood of Jesus Christ, by trusting the blood of Jesus Christ, which means Christ has already been a substitution for your sins, then the devil's accusation is already passed off. It's already ignored. Very important for us to note that. And then he said, we overcame the dragon by the word of their testimony. Even though we have the blood of the Lamb, you also have to confess what you believe. Confess that you are saved from your sin. Confess that you have overcome the devil. Confess what you want to claim, what you want to get. Confess that positive part that this is what I am believing for. God has given it to me. God has healed my body. God has saved my soul. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Because the Bible also said, the Lord Jesus Christ said, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed. He said, You have to say it first before you see it. But it's not saying you should pray to the mountain. He said, You should say unto the mountain, Say that, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and dost not doubt. But believeth in his heart that what he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now, you see what I mean? He said you have to believe that what you say shall come to pass, which means you have to believe it, confess it right there when it has not even happened. So that is what this Bible is saying, the word of their testimony. We are testifying that our God is powerful, is able to deliver us. Our God is powerful, he has given us our answers. Our God has, is loving enough, he has cared for us and he has provided for us. That is the word of our testimony. And then he said, they love not their lives unto the dead. That is the third part, the third aspect of what we confess, what we deliver us, what we make us overcome. Say, so we are not to love our life unto the dead. That is, we are ready, should in case this confession does not work, we are ready for this consequence. And we can see that in the testimony of this story of Jonathan, if these two men were afraid to die, they would not even venture to go and attack 20 soldiers. That is what we are pointing out here. You must be ready to lay down your life for Christ. 
like the word of God has said. And you can see the same examples in the book of Daniel, where Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were arrested for not bowing down to the image of Nebuchadnezzar. And when they came before Nebuchadnezzar the king, he gave them one more chance, that you either bow or you'll be born. And they answered, that is the confession of their faith. And then you see the fact that they love not their lives under the death in that confession. They said, if it be so, that is, if you throw us into this fire, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us out of the fiery furnace and to deliver us out of your hand. So they confess the almightiness of God. That is the word of their testimony. Now, are they really afraid of the fire? Are they fearing for their life? But they confess that part that they are ready to die by sin. But if not, that is, if God does not deliver us, we still will not bow to your graven image, neither will we serve your gods. Now, that means they were ready to die. They loved not their life unto death. That is the faith that will overcome the devil. And God expects us to begin to exercise this kind of faith at this end time. That is, exercise the faith. Confess the word of God. Exercise your faith in the things that you believe for. Praise the Lord. And let's go further again and talk a little bit more about what the Lord Jesus Christ said. Let me read some of the Bible verses that will support the confession of our faith and also will support the fact that he that loses his life shall save it. The Lord Jesus Christ gave us some of this exhortation so that you may see that it has to do with when he says he that tries to save his life shall lose it. It has to do with this same thing. You want to exercise your faith? You must not try to save your life. If you are trying to save your life by yourself, you will not be able to exercise your faith. Like Jonathan and his armor bearer. If they were more concerned of that, they don't want to die, and they were soldiers, they don't want to die, they are not going to be bold enough to go and confront the, the whole army of the Philistines in their garrison. When they are just the two of them, they don't even have a backup from the other soldiers. You see what I mean? But they did it because the Holy Ghost was punching them to do it. And like I said, the Holy Ghost didn't manifest to him like an angel, like you can see in the story of Gideon. He was just getting a still small idea in his spirit that this is what he wanted to do. And he got somebody to support him that go ahead, we are going to be together here. And that means they were ready to die. So what we are saying is, Christ said, he that saveth his life, he that tries to save his life shall lose it. When you are following Jesus Christ, are you trying to save your life? Are you trying to keep, are you afraid to confess Christ? And being afraid, you are trying to protect yourself. Then you will be denying Christ. But it's a day that lose their life for the kingdom of heaven's sake. Those are the ones that are going to save it. And that is very important for us to consider. And the Lord also went for that. He said, anyone that confess you must believe that you have received what you are confessing and then you shall have it that is another example of the faith of the of the word of god that we must begin to consider and we make our faith to be boosted up that we are ready to stand the test of times because these times are going to get tougher and tougher and in the days ahead we sense of god need to begin to exercise our faith to get the impossible to get what we want to get to be able to claim what we want to claim we need to follow, we need to exercise faith. We need to follow the examples of the Lord, examples of the prophets of old that are ready to lay down their life for Christ. And let's go ahead and read again some Bible verses that will support this exhortation. And we see right here in the book of Matthew, let me just read some of the books, some of the verses of the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. It says, Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed, Matthew chapter 5 verse 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. 
Verse 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Verse 10. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, when we talk about persecution, you have to remember persecution is a trial of your faith. Persecution is a trial of your faith. And people that deny Christ because they don't want to be punished, they don't want to suffer the, the persecution, uh, they, are just, they are just afraid for their life. That is, very, that is one of the things that we are saying that you, every, every believer must counteract. Every believer must go against those type of denying the faith of Christ. And let's go on. He said, Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. But he said, Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Now, you see what the logic was saying? That is, we must remember that we are persecuted and the others have been persecuted before us, and that is a trial of our faith. Faith must be ready to be tested, and we that are exercising faith must be ready to bear any consequence if the faith does not produce fruits. If the faith does not produce fruit, we must be ready to bear the consequence, and we should not be afraid to stand for Christ. Like Apostle Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to them that believe it, for as many as believe it. Now, let's read Hebrews chapter 11, and I will summarize the list faith series of this of the faith of Jonathan by reading the faith of men of old in the Bible that has their name listed as heroes here. And uh, we started right from Hebrews chapter eleven. Let me read verse thirty one. See by faith the allot Rehab perished not with them that believe not. When she had received the spies with peace. And what shall I more say? For the time will fail me to tell of Gideon. We're going to talk about Gideon in the next sermon and of Barak, and of Samson, and of Jephthah, of David also, and Samuel, and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to fly the armies of the aliens. Now, and he went for that, he said, women received their dead, raised to life again. And others were tortured. Now, let's talk about these others that were tortured. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance. That's what we are saying. Don't be afraid to lay down your life for what you believe. They were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings. Moreover, of bonds and imprisonment, they were stoned. They were sown asunder. They were tempted. They were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented. Now, you see what we are saying? He said, all of these men are reckoned as men of faith. And if we are to be men of faith, we also must be ready to suffer the consequences if in case our faith does not produce the fruit we wanted. However, stand the ground and still confess your faith. And the Lord, he said, everyone is watching to see who is going to stand. And I'm going to pray along with you right now and say, Lord, give everyone that is listening to this message wisdom and understanding to be able to exercise their faith and not be afraid because the days are getting darker at the end of the world. And we must stand for Jesus. And we must begin to exercise our faith. The Bible said, the Lord Jesus Christ said, when the Son of Man shall come, we will he find faith upon the earth. There will be faith, but which faith will he find in you? Is the question. Now, praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius Adiwumi. 
inviting you to accept the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you are a Christian that has been listening to this radio broadcast, I challenge you and I urge you to aspire to the goal of overcomers. Be zealous for more of God. Ask the Lord to increase your faith, to build you up spiritually, and pray for the gifts of the Holy Ghost to increase and intensify in you so that you can come to the stature, to the fullness of the stature of Christ. That is our goal as believers. Now, if you that is listening to me, you are not a Christian, or you are just a church member, you are a church goer, trying to do good, but you are not really born again. You don't even know what it means to be born again. You are not sure whether you have been washed from your sins. I invite you to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior today. And I want to pray for you right now so that you can be assured of your salvation and so that your your heart and your faith and your spirit can begin to believe the word of God. The word of God specifically says anyone that believes in me, anyone that believes in the Lord Jesus Christ has eternal life. You have got to believe that utterance of Jesus and then invite Jesus to come out take over your life because he gives a power into the believers that he call being born again. And it is this power that rejuvenates us from within that makes us to be a new creature in Christ. The Bible said, As many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Gospel of John chapter 1 verse 12. Now, you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior? I want you to pray, to bow your head and pray this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. I believe you died for me on the cross. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. And I renounce sin. I renounce Satan. I renounce all ungodliness. And I renounce all witchcraft and evil powers. And I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior today. Come and take over my life, Jesus. And fill me with the Holy Ghost. Wash me with your blood. From now on, I belong to you, Jesus. Thank you for accepting me. Thank you for dying for me on the cross. Thank you for making me your child. Amen. Father, I pray for all the people that are listening. Help them, Lord Jesus Christ, to begin to follow the word of God. To begin to read the scriptures and to understand and obey it. And let them be filled with the Holy Ghost. Receive ye the Holy Ghost today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Receive ye the Holy Ghost today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I want you to write to me and I will send you some literature that will be edifying to you. If you have access to the internet, our web address is www.gospeldistribution.org. You have to spell that one out, gospeldistribution.org. Gospel distribution is one word. www.gospeldistribution.org. And you can send us email on the internet. Our email address is webmaster at gospeldistribution.org webmaster at gospeldistribution.org and you can also read all our literature on the internet freely god bless you and see you we see you again next time in jesus name